Welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. A wonderful show for you today, which is the beginning of a series of shows entitled Meet the Novices. Here at St. Dominic's Priory, we have Dominicans living here who are not only involved with parish ministry and professorial ministry, that is to our school as professors at our Dominican School of Philosophy and Theology, but also we have young men who are living their very first year of religious life. These are known as novices. Here at the Priory this year, we have eight novices in their first novitiate year, and Father Anthony, who is the novice master, has had care for their study, their intellectual formation, a sense of communal living, teaching them the Dominican spirituality and, and prayer. And it's at this time of year then they consider taking vows, taking that next step. It may be surprising to learn that when you enter into the Dominican order and are accepted, you do a little retreat called an apostulancy. It's about two weeks. And then you're given the habit the full-fledged identity of a Dominican, but you haven't made vows yet. There's been no promises or vows taken. You simply live the life for the year, and that's what the novice year is all about, living the life intentionally with others who are solemnly professed and priests, but they've made no vows yet. But this is that time of the year when they kind of turn the corner and they take that next step to making vows. And so I like to sit down with them and to discuss their formation, their discernment, how God has called them. And I get very unique and powerful stories every year. This year, we have eight young men. It's one of the biggest classes we've had in 10 years. And so we're so excited that we have these men who are considering our way of life, who have discerned and lived with us. We begin this week with the story of Brother Koa Mary Barsh. Brother Koa, fascinating story in that he is a convert. He was a Baptist, a raised Baptist in Hawaii. So he has a, certainly a, a different perspective on life there. And he has a dramatic story around his own conversion, how he felt God calling him, especially through a particular sacrament. The dramatic story of him telling his parents, he wasn't prepared uh, in every way, but it kind of was sprung upon him and he had to reveal that he wanted to be Catholic and the story behind that. And then also very fascinating, he's very unique in that he is in the United States military. He's unique. He's the only one that I'm aware of that's in Dominican formation that has an obligation, a connection to uh, the military. He's a, he's a lieutenant, and he, he talks a little bit about that and about his own sense of where the Lord has called him and how God's mysterious ways are powerful and how he continues to respond uh, to them. So I couldn't be more excited about sharing the story, have, interviewing Brother Koa Mary, and as I say, the first of uh, eight interviews with our novices so that you get a sense of, of meeting them, to pull back the curtain a little bit to that very intense but powerful novice year, and a little bit about our life, how as an order of preachers, we don't simply preach the gospel, but that preaching comes forth from a very fraternal and communal place of prayer and support of, of one another. So whether you're on the go or taking it slow, many, many blessings as you enjoy today's show. Welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. I am with a fabulous novice, Brother Koa Mary Barsh. Is that how you, say, yeah. you pronounce that last name? Barsh, and this yeah. is the beginning of our Meet the Novice podcast. So this is a, the first one. We're launching, we're launching them out. Uh, Brother Koa Mary doesn't realize, or didn't realize this was going to be the first one that's launched, but we're launching it this Monday. Um, but I just decided we're going we're gonna to lead. We're going to lead with Brother, Brother Koa. So how do you feel about going first? 
I, I don't mind at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I chose the last slot exactly. so I could be interviewed last, Ex- but that's fine if, if uh, I'm going to be the first. So, that's okay. So in other words, I in terms of uh, recording these podcasts, which will come over the next uh, uh, several months uh, as, as things roll out, I thought whoever signs up last, because I, I did put a sign-up list, who's going to get to, is going to, I'm going to actually relate first. Because I, you know, it's that biblical principle, you know, the last mm-hmm. shall be first. So <laughs> whether you knew it or not, get ready to, yeah. get ready. We're going to, we're going to launch, mind we're, we're going to launch this soon. So um, let's just maybe start with your name, uh, Brother Koa. You, is that your baptismal name as well? Yeah. So okay. Koa, Koa mm-hmm. is my baptismal name. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure as many of you know, the, the novices have either the choice of keeping their baptismal name or, mm-hmm. or taking a religious name mm-hmm. or changing it. And so what I decided to do was to just kind of half change it. So, okay. so I added, you know, Mary in honor of, in honor of the Blessed Mother. Um, and so, um, yeah, because yeah, and, 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 and there's and there's a tradition of Dominicans kind of taking, taking Mary, Mary yeah. as a, as a kind of a formal middle name, whether or not it becomes practice amongst the brothers. Yeah, exactly. To kind of do exactly. it, it can be a little yeah. It's like hit or I, I don't or mind. You know, I introduce yeah. myself as as Brother yeah. Koa Mary to yeah. people, but yeah. I, you know, the brothers, I, I don't mind if they call me Brother Koa or yeah. Brother Koa Mary or you know whatever. It's, yeah, you're good. Yeah, and so. and the same with the with uh, with the faithful sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, you know, no, exactly, different different yeah. responses. I had heard, so tell me if I'm if I'm right about this, that in point of fact, you present three different options to the provincial. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. So was Brother Koa Mary your number one option? Uh, I didn't really have like a one, two, or three. I oh, you didn't? I just kind of said like, well, here, here are the three th- options? So yeah. So there's no yeah. tiers to it. So what were your yeah. three different options? Obviously, Koa Mary was. Yeah, what, what they were, let's see. Um I'm fascinated because this is not what we, when I was a novice, you know. So this is this goes back 20 yeah, years. Yeah. We just we just um, proposed a name, and it was either uh-huh. yay or nay, and then you went forward. If it was nay, go ahead and choose another one, nay. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah. Uh, so speaking was, to a few of your see, brethren, the the three three of the ones that I that I were thinking of, uh, I, I wasn't thinking of changing at all. So I wanted to keep Koa, but I I wanted to add something. Okay, uh, and so I thought of, you know, I. Uh, kind of grew in my devotion to St. Therese over the past year or so. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to add either Therese or the masculine version of Therese to Koa, Teresio. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, so that was one option. And then Koa Mary was another. And then Koa uh, Basil was another. Oh, yeah. So after, not, not after Basil the Great, but after Blessed Basil Moreau, which is, uh, he's a French saint, or blessed, the founder of the Congregation of Holy Cross. Oh. Which was the the school that uh, University of Portland was a Holy Cross school, and that's where I went to college. Yeah, so, um, and his writings, uh, I mean, he's just a great saint. Yeah, and I, you know, felt very influenced by him. So, oh, neat. Yeah. Okay, but but in the at the end of the day, Father Mark, did you? He chose you, the best. At yeah, the end of the day. he, cho- <laughs> he nice. chose the Blessed Mother. I couldn't get better than that. How you could know? you get? <laughs> was it? I. This is a question that I, I hadn't thought of before. Before you did. was was it was it um, exciting or anxious to hear what he was going to say as yeah. you could have it on? I kind of expected Koa Mary uh-huh. because it was the, uh, I guess the the least different out okay, of all yeah. the three. You know, okay. I mean, all the a lot of the other brothers take Mary or Maria yeah, yeah, or. Yeah. Or Marie, you know, some form of Mary. So I, I kind of thought, oh, you know, he's probably going to choose Mary, and, um, and, uh, but it's still, I, I still kind of thought, like, well, I, I'm not exactly sure. I wasn't nice. totally sure what he was going to choose, but, but I, you know, in the end, he chose Mary, and I was, nice. I was uh, and you went I was with happy. it, yeah, so yeah, no, so the, the excitement there. So you're from Hawaii, 
Yes. Is that right? Yeah. So talk maybe a little bit about your upbringing, Catholic upbringing, siblings. Uh, so I was not born a Catholic. I okay. was not raised a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up as a Southern Baptist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church I went to, so I grew up on the Big Island, mm-hmm. on the northern part of the Big Island. So the Big Island is? Ho- the island of Hawaii. Oh, Hawaii, so okay. So the, the one with the volcano and the mountains. Gotcha. And, not yeah, the, so. with the, with, what's the other one? What's the one that has uh, um, the Pearl Harbor and that? Oahu. Uh, Oahu, Yeah, okay. so that's where the capital is. And that's that's mm-hmm. further north, right? That's in that's for Yeah, further north. The chain moves northwest. Okay, So northwest. it's further northwest. Northwest, um, okay. Yeah. Anything, about, anything below the Big Island? No. Well, there's a new island that's being formed by the volcano. Oh, that's the one with all that. Yeah, it's but it's like it's only going to rise up in like you know a couple hundred thousand years <laughs> or something. So, <laughs> so it's the further. Year, so the Big Island is the is the furthest south. Yes. East. Yeah. Okay. Southeast. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's the newest. The it's newest, newest island. Okay. Um, and lesser populated. It's the largest, but it has about 150,000 people. Okay. Uh, and Oahu has like a million, over a million. Oh wow. Okay. Um, and it's smaller. But okay. um, so I grew up on the northern okay. part, uh, northern tip. It's called North Kohala. Mm-hmm. Um. And grew up Southern Baptist, but kind of Southern Baptist in name. Okay. Uh, and are, are your are your parents native to Hawaii? So like, my what's, what's my mom ethnicity? my mom grew up in the same uh, hometown that I grew up in. Okay. So uh, she's Filipino, Hawaiian, okay. Chinese, Puerto Rican, okay, uh, Italian, Spanish. Okay. Um, uh, and my dad is German. I was gonna say, Barsh sounds like yeah. A German. So well, he's. Uh, third generation so his grandparents my great-grandparents came from germany okay uh from my my dad's dad or my dad's dad's dad i don't yeah. know yeah, yeah. Uh, came father. from yeah uh eastern germany and my um my grandmother's mom came or her parents came from southern germany how did they end up in hawaii so my dad grew up in illinois Oh, okay. So in a in a suburb of Illinois, Aurora, mm-hmm. it's a pretty well known suburb. Sure. Um, he moved to Hawaii with with my grandparents when he was nine in 1979. Okay. And they were Protestant missionaries. Oh, really? Yes. So actually, my grandparents, uh, they were Catholic. Okay. Uh, you know, Southern Germany. I mean, yeah, a lot of many say. Germans are Catholics, and sure. so they grew up Catholic. They, yeah. My grandpa went to Notre Dame. Oh. My grandma went to St. Mary's College. You know, the, the yeah the women's college right next door. Yeah. They went back in the fifties. You know, when it was male and female, and they met uh, there at Notre Dame. Yeah, at Notre Dame. Wow. And South so, Bend. Yeah, South Bend. Okay, yeah, South the yeah. Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, uh, so he studied finance and law there. Um, so that you know they were pretty catholic yeah um, sure and my dad was baptized catholic okay uh, and so was my mom as well but my grandparents left the church in the 70s okay um and i still don't exactly know totally why they they kind of got into the charismatic movement uh-huh. um and it, it was kind of a and it was an experience that they had a negative experience that they had with a priest mm. and with a specific parish mm. and so they felt, and a lot of it in my, you know, what I've gathered from talking to them, a lot of it was kind of emotional. Mm-hmm. They didn't feel uh, spiritually nourished by, by yeah. the Catholic parish or sure. by the priests. And so they left the church and became Protestants, um, evangelical, non-denominational. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that's what brought them to Hawaii. Um, well, I'm sad that they left the Catholic Church. Yeah. It's kind of nice that, that yeah, I was gonna it's say. interesting how that works. Yeah. It, it, that, you know, the, full that circle. <laughs> they, my dad probably wouldn't have got, you know, 
move to Hawaii if they didn't become Protestants. No, because um, they wouldn't have had the even you know exactly, the, the, yeah. the, the mission. Yeah. So they would not have joined. So they joined a group called Youth with a Mission. Okay. YWAM. Um sure. And it they kind of live in a you know Christian community, mm-hmm. almost like a not monastery, but kind of a, a Protestant version of a religious community. Families lived together and they worked um, as missionaries. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of an intentional kind of a, community, exactly, right? Exactly, an yeah, intentional community. community yeah. And so they lived there in on the west side of the Big Island in Kona. Okay. And then uh, my parents had met, you know, I, I actually don't know this. I should know how they met. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's terrible. It's a, stri- it's a, it's a story I've for another time. i story before, but I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I <laughs> actually, but they met, uh, they met, uh, you know, there and um, uh, on the Big Island. Yeah. And, and uh, married pretty young in their twenties, early twenties. Okay. Um, and then they ra- you have other siblings, as you mentioned. Yes, I have three other siblings. Okay. So uh, my a sister, so three sisters. Uh-huh. Uh, Michaela, who yeah. is two about two years younger than me, uh-huh. she's uh, what twenty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, the s- second sister is Maya. She's graduating high school this year. Oh neat. And my third sister is Taya. She is going to be. I think she's she's in eighth grade. Are you yeah. sure? I think so. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she's in eighth grade. Yeah. Okay. So uh, um, and and then yeah. and then you they were um, Southern Baptist. You were great. Yes. Southern yeah. Baptist. So so I I grew up as a Southern Baptist yeah. and um I, mean, I guess I can just tell my vocation. Yeah. Story sure. Now, yeah. I, I practiced it. it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for but, sure. Uh, so uh, so I just became more. At a certain point in high school, probably my freshman or sophomore year, I, I wanted to become more intentionable, uh, intentional yeah. about my faith to, you know, I, I kind of thought to myself, there was a point where I thought, well, the gospel is such that you should either be like all in or out. Yep. That it's not, you know, I mean, you know, Jesus it says in Revelation, right? You, you know, you're the hot, hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Yep. But, and I kind of thought the same way. I thought, well, if I really believe that Jesus died for me mm-hmm. and, you know, he was crucified, that he suffered for me and he rose from the dead. And if I really believe that, then I should make that the center of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it, because if I believe that and I just kind of think, well, eh, it's, you know, it's a part of my life, but it's not the center of it. That's just, that's absurd. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so I thought, you know, okay, well I have to make this the center of my life. And so, you know, I, I insisted on going to church more often. I mean, we, we went to church, but it wasn't like we, you know, went every week. I mean, mm-hmm. we'd miss a couple weeks sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you weren't Catholic at this point. Anyway. Yeah, we weren't yeah. Catholic anyway. So. But, um, and so, you know, but my, I'm, I'm grateful to my parents for raising me with a foundation of faith. Sure. I mean, we, we, you know, um, we prayed together. Um, you said grace before meals. We, you know, um, uh, my parents always talked to me about the importance of, of God and developing a relationship with God. And so I'm glad to them, you know, I'm glad that they gave me that foundation. Uh, and so I, you know, I, but I, I insisted on going to, to church more often to, to, you know, I read scripture more often. I prayed uh, and it, w- it was good, but I, but I had always felt like there was something kind of missing. Mm. Uh, the, the fellowship was great. The pastor's preaching, you know, was, that was great. And, and, uh, the Christian community there was great, but I, I felt like there was just something I, that I still wasn't getting. And I, you know, kind of wondered to myself, well, where do Baptists come from? I, I, th- I hmm. wanted to know 
kind of the origin story of exactly. Baptist. Yeah. You know, yeah. where, where do Baptists come from? Like, yeah. wh- why am I a Baptist uh-huh. specifically? Why am I? Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, we were Baptists under the Southern Baptist Convention, but yeah. I guess... You did a little digging. Yeah, so I did a little digging, and uh, uh, so I just thought, well, where, let's see, they come from the... They broke off from the Anglicans in the 1600s or mm-hmm. other Protestant groups in the 1600s. And I thought, well, where do they come from? And and so I did... You began to pull the exactly, thread, the historical yeah, yeah, thread. Yeah. So, began I mean, to you know, undone. John Henry Newman <laughs> yeah. says to be steeped in history yeah. is to cease to be Protestant. That's right. And so I, I just... I, and what age is we talking about here? As you been, oh, this when is you been high school. So you're pulling the thread in high school. Yeah, so this is high school. Okay. I'm pulling the thread in high school. I'm thinking, well... Well, like there are so many different Christian denominations, yeah. and like which one's right, and yeah. you know which one has the fullness of the truth, and you know, I mean, they all have, they all believe different things, yeah. and you know, they can't all be right. Yeah. And so I wanted to, I thought to myself, well, what was the faith? You know, what were the apostles? Yeah. And the guys that immediately came after the apostles, the yeah. church fathers. Yeah. And so I read the church fathers. Nice. And uh, that's kind of a. If if you don't want to become a Catholic, don't read the Church Fathers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm impressed because in high school, the Church Fathers are not an easy read. No, 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 no. Uh, and, um, and and I'm not saying as a high school student, I conducted you know some major research. I mean, no, no. I, you know, I, I but like who you read, like what, like, who uh, you, like Just, Augustine, Justin Martyr, or Justin and Martyr, Augustine, okay. And, okay. and uh, Ignatius of Antioch, yep. and you know, kind the of the early, especially the early earlier Church Fathers nice. that you know were a generation after the apostles nice or who were taught yeah who were taught by the apostles and um and i read them and i was like these guys these guys are not baptists (laughs) 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 these guys are talking about the eucharist yeah they're talking about you know uh venerating mary yeah uh they're talking about uh apostolic succession about tradition Mm -hmm. and scripture not Mm -hmm. just scripture alone which is what i you know, Baptists and other sure. non-denominational Protestants believe. Sure. And I just thought, wow, well, these guys are like a generation after Christ. Yeah. And what many Protestants will say is, well, they, they lost the faith there. They lost the true, uh, what true Christianity is. And I thought to myself, well, if, if they, <laughs> they were taught by the apostles. Yeah. And it's not like just one guy is saying these things. Yeah. They're all saying these things yeah. that are very Catholic. And, yeah. And so I thought, well, Interesting. They, they must have inherited this from the yeah. apostles and through that tradition, yeah. that apostolic tradition. Yeah. And there's not like one like Baptist guy that's like their thread through that. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> yeah, so I, I just thought, well, I, it, that got me interested in yeah. the Catholic Church and I yeah. had a friend, uh, one of my best friends, uh, probably my, you know, my, my best friend mm. in high school, uh, his he was a Catholic or still is a Catholic and, yeah. and his dad is the deacon at our local Catholic parish in oh. my small town. And, uh, so, you know, as a sophomore does, yes. a sophomore in, 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 in high school does, you know, we, my friends and I, we talked about religion and politics a lot, you know, cause that's, <laughs> you do. that's what you do as a, no. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. Most, I'm sure most don't, but, but of course, maybe that's what you we do. were an odd bunch. <laughs> Let me go ahead and confirm. Exactly. That. Yeah. So, so, so we would talk about a lot of religion. Um, yeah. And we'd get into discussions about religion, and yeah. you know, one of my one of the other guys in in this group of friends, he went to my church, and he you know was a really staunch Protestant, and and we'd some kind of you know we'd argue with each other, and and uh, and the more the more I learned about Catholicism, the more I, I started 
defending Catholicism. Really? Okay. Like on this side, it's like these two Baptist guys, myself and this other guy who both went to the same church. And I yeah. often found my side, myself on the side of my Catholic friend, even though I wasn't a Catholic, you know, huh. just by what I had learned through the church fathers. And, through, wow. and, uh, and, and my friend had told me, he said, you know, as, as Catholics, we believe that, that, uh, the bread and wine, uh, when, you know, during communion and when, when prayed, prayed over by the priest before mm-hmm. communion, uh, that we believe that it becomes a body and blood of Christ. Mm. And I had believed it was a symbol, of course, like a, like a Baptist that it's yeah. just, you know, it's not actually Christ's body and blood. It's just something that we do to remember him. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, as a Baptist, I thought this is absurd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, as I'm sure many you know, people have heard, uh, as I told my vocation story yeah. at, at one of the masses, that sure. it was absurd, but but compelling. Mm. That I thought this is crazy, but I have to n- learn more about this. Yeah. This isn't something that I just kind of say, ah, well, yeah, you know, whatever. It's not fluff. It's not yeah. just. It's it's it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make sense, but there's gravity. To yeah, it and so the more substance. and more I investigated the Catholic Church's belief on the Eucharist and the yeah. more and more I read scripture and looked yeah. at the tradition of the fathers yeah. and, and at, you know, Christian just tradition in general, uh, the more I started be- to become convinced of the Eucharist. Wow. Uh, but really, so that was the main thing that drew me to the church. So the Eucharist, just basically belief in the Eucharist is what got you thinking about. Yeah. Converting. Yeah. Wow. Learning about the Eucharist. Wow. And, um, and because, you know, I, I thought to myself, if, you know, as a, as a Protestant, personal personal relationship with the Lord is, is always emphasized. You yeah, know, that's like the most everything. important yeah. thing. And I agree. Have you, ex- have you accepted Jesus Christ exactly. as your personal Lord Exactly. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Do you have a relationship with him? And that's, that's and, great. You know, and I, that's great. I totally agree with that. And many people will say Catholics don't have that. And I, you know, that's a lie. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I thought, uh, if if I want to have a personal relationship with God, that this is the most personal way that I that I can encounter Him. Mm. This side of of dying and going to heaven, yeah, you know, this side of eternity. That yeah. that receiving the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist is the most personal relationship I can have. Yeah, and so my parents had always told me and my baptist pastor always told me that having a personal relationship with god is the most important thing and so i thought well i have to have the eucharist nice wow it's <laughs> and, a, it was uh, a sophomore year still or uh, it was, well no, i think it was maybe my junior year junior, okay. uh, so i had spent a couple years okay. you know researching of course reading yeah. the catechism yeah and, you know learning about the catholic faith and, and i'm sure the relationship you had with your friend and his yes dad exactly and kind yeah of and so the so i yeah I, I listened to you know a lot of Catholic answers. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, so that was that. I, I love Catholic answers. And sure. Stuff like that. So. And that's apolo- apologetic. Um, Apologetics and yeah. Yeah. And Bishop Bishop Robert Barron. Yep. Back when he was Father Barron. Still, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but his content helped me a lot. And um, but you know what really really the the kind of turning point the 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 tipping point if you will was was when I had really sat down and read John chapter six. Oh wow. You know, yeah. The, and and really read through the bread of life discourse. Yeah. And I had been praying t- to God and said, you know, I had been saying, Oh God, if this is really what you mean, yeah. like, reveal it to me because yeah. I, this is hard. Yeah. Um, and 
Christ even says, in yeah, that this, you know, I mean, not Christ, but his, his uh, disciples even say, this is a hard saying, how can we accept this? And yeah. So that was, it was compelling to me, but it was still hard to accept. And mm-hmm. so I'd sat down and read it prayerfully and, and finally something just kind of clicked that finally I had, you know, I had read through it and, and you know, Jesus says there, uh, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And I, yeah. it was just kind of like, wow, Jesus really means. Yeah eat my flesh and drink my blood. And yeah. so I, it would be a crime for me not to, wow. not to pursue this. And, yeah. you know, and, and so that was the point where I had decided to become Catholic. And did you enter RCIA then at that point? No. Or? So this was my junior year okay. in, in high school. And yeah. I didn't want to tell anyone about it. Sure. Of <laughs> so course. I was <laughs> yeah. just kind of like, well, I told my friend about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and, but I tell my family about it. And so I, um, Let's see. I'm trying to think. Uh, so I had kind of kept it a secret. I, my my plan was, well, I'm just going to go off to college. Okay. And I'm going to pull the the whole, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to pull the whole. Wait until you go off to college gotcha. and tell your parents about something crazy Later. you're about to do. Okay. Right? Um, and but apparently <laughs> I'm about to get married and become Catholic. No, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding about getting married. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's what you do uh, when you're going to break no, exactly. bad news, right? You yeah. say something that's worth. You're like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm about to join a strange cult yeah. and I'm going to mm-hmm. become Catholic. And so my parents had, uh, uh, so so I wasn't going to tell them. Yeah. But uh, when I graduate, let's say I graduated high school uh, the summer before I went off to college, my parents had said, "Hey, we think it would be a good idea for you to get baptized." Oh, and because I wasn't baptized uh, as a Baptist. Yeah, because it's not—it's just not an important thing. In in, so baptism is isn't a sacrament. Mm-hmm. It's just an outward show of your inward acceptance sure. of Christ. And so it's not necessary for salvation or, um. And so I just—it wasn't an important thing. And it was just kind of like, well, if you want to do it, you know, great. You get to manifest your faith. You know, make a public display of your faith. Uh, but. So, so they had talked so to me about Baptists it before. don't necessarily get baptized. No, not necessarily. Well, yeah, it's just not really important. The, huh. the reason why they're called Baptists is because their main, their the main uh, disagreement with uh, you know Catholicism and with Anglicanism was infant baptism. Mm. They didn't believe in infant baptism, gotcha. so they said you have to accept Christ intellectually and sure. and you know into your heart before you can be baptized. Yeah. So anyway. They had said they had told me this before. Hey, we think it'd be good for you to get baptized. Just kind mm. of a suggestion. Yeah. And and they they said this to me during that summer. Yeah. <laughs> and I had already wanted to become a Catholic. Yeah. And my, but my baptism would have been accepted if I did get baptized. That's right. It would have been accepted. But I just thought to myself, well, I might as well just go through the whole RCIA process yeah, at yeah. this point instead of getting baptized here. And yeah, you know, yeah. So I just thought, well, oh, they're gonna forget about it again. Yeah. And uh-huh. so so I just kind of said, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh. And then about a month later, they had said, hey, Pastor Steve, our our pastor, is coming up in 10 minutes to talk to you about baptism. Whoa, and what? I was like, oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> so what did you said, do? I said, oh, gosh, okay. Well, looks like I'm not waiting until I go off to college. So I just told him right then and there. I said, uh, I want to become a Catholic. No. Whoa. Oh, my and goodness. So I just said it right there. But they had no idea. And so I was like, uh, I don't want to be baptized. I, I want to be in the Catholic Church. What did they say? Um, and they, you know, they weren't, they're not super anti-Catholic, so okay. I was, you know, fortunate to not have a, a big negative reaction. Okay. But they were mostly surprised. Yeah, sure. They were just kind of like, uh, 
Well, uh, <laughs> if if that's what you want, then call up Pastor Steve and tell him. Yeah. <laughs> so I called up Pastor Steve and I said, Pastor Steve, you don't have to come up to my house anymore to talk to me about <laughs> baptism because I'm not going to be baptized here. I'm going to, uh, you know, take instruction at the Catholic in the Catholic Church and be baptized in the Catholic Church. Wow. And uh, there's just kind of silence on the other end of the phone. <laughs> like there was said. silence, but but he, he, you know, he wished me well. And okay. I, yes. I was, uh, you know, it, grateful that that was sure, what his reaction. reaction. He said, yeah. well, um, you know, God bless you on yeah. your journey and yeah. wish you well. Yeah, sure. And I said, well, okay. Well, so anyway, say? yeah, so I... Wow. So um, did you are enter RCIA from that parish? No, or did you go I, I had entered first? RCIA at the University of Portland. Okay, so that's where in, you went in uh, in Oregon. In yeah. Oregon, yeah. so it's a Holy Cross school. And uh, how'd you get so over from uh, for what, what got you over across from the island? Um, you you mean to University of yeah. Portland? Just well, uh, I had I had a a college uh, prep course that kind of helped us, you know, apply to colleges uh-huh. and all that, and and um, I had heard about them through an email. They emailed me. They emailed Yeah, they you? emailed me an application. I'd never heard of the University of Portland before. Sure. And it was like my first application. So I, uh, you know, we had we had to do a cer- so many number of applications if, to different colleges yeah. as part of our grade for the class. And it was early on in the year. And I just said, well, for my first application, I'll do this because they emailed me a free one. Oh. And so I said, okay, I'll just do a free application. Uh-huh. And I got accepted. And I didn't really think much of it. It was actually the last school on my list. Um, <laughs> I Notre Dame was my the, the sure. top one, actually. Sure. But, you know, apparently I wasn't smart enough to get into Notre Dame. So okay. <laughs> okay. So I, I didn't get into Notre Dame. And I thought I looked at a bunch of UC schools. I yeah. got into UC, uh, uh, UC Irvine. Um, I had looked at Santa Clara University. Yeah. Some other schools on the West Coast. And... Uh, but- Oregon doesn't seem like a natural like destination from Hawaii. You know, actually, a lot of students really uh, are from Hawaii. A lot of really? Hawaiians go to Oregon for school. That that free email, I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't, maybe I you think know. they're targeting yeah, so, the islands. Yeah, so I just <laughs> with, free uh, email, with emails for free applications. <laughs> yeah, genius. Maybe, <laughs> but so yeah, and I I went there, and you know, I think it. It was in God's providence. I sure. really enjoyed it. Yeah. I loved it. I didn't know it was a Holy Cross school. It's a sister school of Notre Dame. Yeah. It's, yeah. And so I just, oh, well, they're a sister school of Notre Dame. And yeah. Well, I I guess I'll go here. And I, I mainly wanted to go because the, the more I researched, you know, the more I learned about it, mm-hmm. uh, the more I, it looked appealing. Yeah. Uh, it was a smaller school. It's about 3,800 students. And the Holy Cross Fathers run the RCIA. They do the campus. Yeah, so there's a campus. So I, w- I entered through the campus ministry program. They have an RCIA program okay. there. It's a chapel. It's uh, it's not a parish. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. But um, so my, my records are somewhere at something near, nearby parish or whatever. Sure. <laughs> in, uh, that's closest to that chapel at the university. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I entered RCIA there in 2015. Okay. Yeah. So 2015, and so mm-hmm. then you have you've had this experience. You're, you're very intellectual, and yet receiving communion. What was receiving communion for the first time like? Yeah, so for me, receiving communion really was it, it was like I had found what I had been missing yeah, my yeah, entire life. Yeah, and that's that. At that point, I realized, oh, that's what I was missing nice. when I felt you know good in my faith. Yeah, uh, at, in in the Baptist church, yeah. but. You know, I felt good, but something was still missing. Yeah. And when I received communion, I realized that's what I was missing. That's nice. that's what um, 
coming up on four years of anniversary of uh, yes, RCIA. Yeah, right? well, it, it has been, I think. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. probably already. Oh, yeah. Well, for me, it was April 4th, I think, okay. was, the, was Easter that was year, Easter or the that Easter year. vigil that okay. year. Yeah, so. Wow, so a little bit more than four years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. So. <laughs> then the Lord's right. So how do you get from, I know the church has a time mm-hmm. period. Yeah. It's three it, years. It's yeah, and you know that. Yeah, exactly. you, it's three you, years, and I actually you, yeah because you you you, you ran just, up against uh, it. No, I just made it. Well, yeah. uh, let's see. I entered last August, yep. and I made three years last Easter. That's right. So uh, yeah, so I, I was right the on minimum. the the, uh, the, cusp. the the cusp of the canonical cusp. <laughs> <laughs> you were on the canonical cusp, <laughs> but uh, um, slid under underneath yeah, the exactly. tag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So how how is it I, now? Certainly, as you say, as you said at the beginning, in terms of like the lukewarm being spit out, you're either all in or you're all yeah, out. Yeah. You've certainly gone all in. Like not I only you, so. you, yeah, <laughs> it's not just like you yeah. know becoming Catholic or even the Eucharist sacramental. Now you are discerning. In fact, are in the process of mm-hmm. going to be a priest who's going to actually make the sacrament happen through your yeah. priesthood. What do your parents and siblings think of that? Yeah. So uh, at first, yeah. uh, they were. So I, I didn't want to tell them at first, sure. but but okay. I was smarter. The my spiritual director, the guy who was kind of, you know, who, the, the guy who was formerly the vocation director for Holy Cross, mm-hmm. became the campus minister ministry director at University of Portland. Okay, and so Father Jim, and so I started to go to him when I started to think about religious life. Mm-hmm. So he kind of, you know, helped me in vocational discernment and we'd meet monthly and talk about discernment. And mm-hmm. so he he told me, he said, it would be a good idea if you tell your parents. Tell your parents earlier yeah. than later. Oh, right, Don't okay. tell them, right before. you know, right before you're about to enter the seminary Don't or tell whatever. Them the, tell them <laughs> Don't tell them now. the preacher's there to baptize exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> and so I told, you know, I had told them, I said, well, I'm thinking about religious life. Yeah. Um, uh, they were a little less receptive of that <laughs> yeah, than they than they were of because that's even more foreign to to yeah, a Protestant. Sure, if there's no you know tradition of celibacy of religious life, and the celibacy thing for them was was the big kind of mm. that that was a hard point, of course. Um, because I mean, I'm an only son. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm the last one with the Barch name. Really? <laughs> so okay. Uh, yeah. So I mean, they that was harder for them, and they 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 you know. I had been given such a a good um, example of family life and marriage by my parents, mm-hmm. and I, I'm grateful for that. And I, yeah. I know that that definitely is their vocation. Yeah. And it was hard for them to to think that it it may not be a vocation for one of their mm. kids. You know. Yeah. And you know they think oh, I want my kids to have this. Yeah. Like I have. You know I want them to have the yeah. happiness of a family. Sure. And uh, you know a spouse and that intimate relationship and and um I mean. And of course, uh, you know, everyone wants that. I mean, that's our natural vocation, right? Sure. But it's, you know, God calls certain people to a deeper relationship in the religious life. Yeah. And, and so for me, I mean, that was hard for them. And yeah. I, but I had told, you know, but I had told them that this wasn't just a result of, this wasn't just me making a decision on a whim. Yeah. I didn't just wake up one day and yeah. say, I think I'm going to go join rel- a religious order. Yeah. I think I'm going to join the Dominicans. Yeah. And, um, I had told them that I had thought about this and I had prayed about this for the past few years. And um, this being the past few years in college after I had been baptized. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's just, it's something that I can't stop thinking about. Yeah. You know, and that I thought about it every day. You know, I, I was attracted by the religious life and, 
And so I have to investigate it and I have to, you know, I feel God pulling me in this way. Um, and so I, I told them that and I said, um, and they still didn't quite understand it, but, um, but, you know, once I, I told them that I wouldn't do something that would make me unhappy or miserable mm, yeah. or, or joyless. Sure, sure. And, and that's, you know, I said, if, if I get into this life and I realize that it's miserable and I really don't like it, that I, I'm, I'm not going to continue, yeah. you know, in it and, and they won't let me continue. Yeah. It, right. And, yeah. But, but so I said, but I, I do feel a sense of joy and yeah. a sense of, 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 of peace when yeah. I, when I visit and when I am with the community and, you know, when I look at the things that they do and the, yeah. the life that they live and I could see myself fitting in there. And, and how'd you, you first know. connect with the Dominicans? Cause there's no Dominicans at. Yeah. So University it was, it was actually through Holy Rosary. Oh, okay. Yeah. For the parish. Uh, yeah. So I, who was the pastor then? It was Father Vincent. I oh, think. Father Vincent. Yeah, but okay. I didn't. I didn't actually get to meet them. Oh, okay. I, I was kind of uh, at a distance. At a distance. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I was thinking about Holy Cross. Yeah, that's so what that I would think. be most natural. Yeah, for sure. Because you know, that was the university that I went to. Hundred percent. And they were the ones that first got me interested in religious life. Yeah. Because I saw that. I saw the community that they lived. I mm-hmm. saw the joy that they had. Yeah. I saw the fraternity. So why are um, you not a Holy Cross guy? Well, uh, other than the, that's yeah. not your vocation, but yeah, but well, like, well, practically. It was a hard decision to yeah, be honest because sure. uh, I loved Moreau Seminary when yeah. I visited when uh-huh. I went for a vocations retreat. Yeah, and, um, but it was and it was really a struggle for me. Yeah, um, when I, when it was time for me to apply to one or the other. Yeah, uh, was I was actually I almost applied to Holy Cross. Yeah, and, uh, Why but didn't I just you? I I couldn't send the email. I just couldn't. Why? Just the more I I just it didn't feel right, even though I I was felt called in that. Even though I I, f- I not felt called, but even though I felt um, an affinity, like, like that There's was a yeah There's yeah a connection towards them. I I just I said I have to visit the Dominicans one more time before I even send this. Okay. And so I I visited, and by by that point I had already made a come and see retreat mm-hmm. with Father um, Stephen. Fa- yeah, and um, so I went for my second visit to okay. St Albert's and. Um, and to come and see is just a uh, an opportunity that uh, a young man can have to come and experience life over a weekend at our House of Studies at St. Albert's just to get kind of a feel yeah, and yeah. a kind of an overview of things, just to kind of experience, just get a little taste, like a little yeah. taste of it. So you came to that, and it, did that make yeah, all the I, difference? Yeah, I, I, I came to for my second visit yeah, for and second. Um, uh, just thought, okay, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I loved what, – what drew me to the Dominicans yeah. over Holy Cross was the – tradition of the contemplative life mm-hmm. and the that kind of you know we're we're active friars but we have that that uh, monastic thread mm-hmm. kind of in there yeah. you know we we come back we we pray the liturgy of the hours yep. together we um you know uh live that contemplative life yeah. and that communal that strong community life yeah and that wasn't something that i that wasn't something uh, it, it wasn't something that i found in holy cross yeah which is fine because yeah. that's not Sure, their charism, right? Exactly. You know, they'd get together together every once in a while yeah. for evening prayer, but for the most part, they do liturgy of the hours on their on own. Their own yep. They lived in separate apartments. That's right. Um, and so they didn't, you know, the Dominicans, you know, live in a priory, and mm-hmm. uh, there's that just that strong living out of the community life. And yeah. so that's what drew me. And, and the 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 office in common and the 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 you know, yeah, the contemplative life really it really is what 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 drew, what me, drew me over yeah. that. Um, yeah, because there was that balance and. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense because that sense of 
our ministry is certainly what we do, but that community life is who we are mm-hmm. in a sense, right? Yeah, and exactly. So, and so that way to, to, to be connected <clears throat> together, to pray together, to eat together, to have the common life together is all part of the, mini- the ministry flows from that, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's not like we mm-hmm. just happen to live together and do ministry together. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Like it's one yeah. of the foundation for the other. You also connect, we're connected to the military. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So I went uh, through ROTC mm-hmm. in college and uh, when I graduated last yeah. last May, I uh, commissioned as a lieutenant. Yeah. So um, you, and as so a you, second lieutenant. So you're a second lieutenant. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So I, I'm a chaplain candidate, what's called a chaplain candidate. Uh-huh. And so I have an arrangement where um where I'm delayed from my military service uh-huh. um until until ordination. Yep. And um then I'd serve in the reserves. Okay. So and this is kind of a unique thing um, in it our province. There's no one else who's uh, no, doing and, this and I, right now. I thought you know and um you know obviously there are some concerns there. Sure. Right? Because you, there's the uh you know, as a Dominican, you you got to live the community life yeah. and live in a in in, in a, a house, a house, or and, or yeah. And community. so, so, but this hopefully wouldn't take me away from that because no. it would be a reserve commitment. Gotcha. So it's a one week in a month thing. It's a part time thing. Gotcha. So I would be able to to live in a community, live like in community. a community, and uh, and uh, have a full time Dominican ministry. You know, yeah. as whatever yep. I'm assigned but to as a yeah. you know uh, in a parish or yep. whatever, and. Uh, this would be a, a weekend thing, uh, serving a reserve unit as a chaplain. Wow! Um, and yeah, so yeah, you're you're unique in that, that, that sense of like, yeah, I'm, I've never, I know when it when it. So I'm obviously on the uh, the vocations uh, yes, board, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so certainly knowing all of that, it, when it came up, it was really a uni- obviously very unique case. Father Steve Mayakawa yeah. has, uh, you know, been himself when, he, but that was after he was ordained. He got connected with uh, with the reserves and was a chaplain in mm-hmm. that way. But to have someone enter in having that responsibility was certainly something we hadn't quite faced and was a subject of much discussion. No, and, yeah, exactly. And, and I thought, and you know, I mean, yeah. Father Stephen Maria said, yeah. you know, when I was in the application that yeah. he said, well, you know, I mean, a lot of concerns were brought up. Yeah. I mean, I myself too thought, well, yeah, how is this going to work, work out? And, and of course, I still, to a certain extent, have worries about how it's going to work out. Yeah. But, but in the end, you know, my prayer is, well, God, you called me here yep. and you brought me here. Yep. And against all the, the bureaucratic yeah. ho- loopholes that oh, I had yeah. to jump through in the paperwork with yeah. the archdiocese and the military services yeah. and the army and the yeah. order and the yeah. Catholic Church, yeah. uh, you still brought me here. Yeah. <laughs> and I was accepted. Yeah. And, you know, that says something, right? The, that, lo- the, the Lord that, works. <laughs> and so, so I, you know, Mysterious every day ways. I say, you know, <laughs> Lord, even though I have fears about, yeah. you know, maybe, oh, what if the military calls me out and then I have to leave the order? Or, yeah. You know, and all these other things. And, you know, I just say to myself, well, Lord that bridge will be crossed when I have to cross it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, you brought me here and uh, I, you brought me to this path that's in front of me and I'm yeah. looking only as far as, as, you know, I'm taking the discernment a step day, by step and day, day by time. day. And, yeah, um, yeah. and so, so I, I've really enjoyed the novitiate and I've honestly really, really loved religious life. And really? I, um, What's something that you didn't expect about uh, this year that, that's kind of been surprising or striking for you? 
Oh, well, the novitiate's not as strict as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're coming from the military. Don't so tell I think Father Anthony <laughs> that. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's our secret. You're not the first one to say that. No, <laughs> no I thought, I thought, uh, yeah, yeah, I thought it was going to be like, I was like, I came here and yeah. I was like, man, I have so much, I have so many boxes of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's so unfriar like. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I should only have like one box of stuff and one yeah. suitcase. And I got sure. here, I'm like, I have the least amount of stuff <laughs> out of all the people here. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, you know, I thought, I just thought it was going to be more strict. I thought yeah. we were going to leave the house less or you yeah. know, we weren't going to leave the property or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it just made it seem like it was, uh, and, and it being less strict doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Yeah. Um, and, but exactly. you know, and well, it's less, I'll put it this way. It's probably less monastic. Yeah. Yeah. Than you, exactly. Than, than yeah. You might. So the, the, yeah. especially living in San Francisco, yeah. novitiate experiences are certainly connected to, um, kind of the place where you are. So yeah. being an active parish. And I'm, I'm totally, a. Yeah. A country guy, so yeah, you know, yeah, like I know. being in the middle of the city and I hearing know. the cars go by and I the <laughs> horns honking, and yeah. you know, I grew up in this small town with yeah. not even a stoplight. There you go, and uh, you know, it's quiet at night yeah. and I'm here, and I'm just like, oh, the cars, and I, I love it here. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> I know what you're uh, saying, but that. but I do need that that time to go back to the country and to you know, <laughs> we yeah, are we, we quiet, are in right? an order that we do we do we, do we are no cities. definitely, yeah. and I I'm entering here yeah. with that realization, <laughs> yeah, fully realizing that. Uh, but, uh, so that's uh, that's interesting that it's like you were expecting a little more, especially it's not exactly. Even though sometimes I think we compare religious life to military yeah, life, yeah, yeah. it's it's I, there's no way. That yeah, it's it's, it's it must be the Dominican. Yeah, and I mean to be honest, I've loved. Yeah, I've loved the novitiate. Yeah, I mean uh, obviously, it, I mean it's you get annoyed a lot too, but um, <laughs> it's it's helped Guess me what? to yeah. living with eight other exactly. guys. Exactly, <laughs> but it's but that is exactly what helps you to grow. Yeah, and what has helped me to grow to realize, you know, you're you're close to these people. You see them every day. Yeah, you see them in the bathroom when yeah. you're going to the shower. You <laughs> yeah. see them in the refectory. Yeah. You see them in the chapel when yeah. you go to prayer. Yeah. You never get away from them except for when you go to your room, <laughs> um, and you rub together and your personalities clash and yeah. everything. But it's really come, you know. To it, it helps one to realize, wow, I'm a really prideful person, mm. or wow, I have these problems that I need to, yeah, uh, I need to work on these selfish, you know, the, the selfishness, this, uh, um, you know, the, an ego, yeah, um, and that that has been really valuable to me uh, nice. over the past year, and to and to also realize the different ways that a faithful religious life can be lived out. Um, depending on your personality. Sure. You know, you can think, well, uh, my personality is this way, so if, yeah. I can't believe this guy is doing this or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, and you think, well, no, that's he's still living religious life faithfully. Yeah. That's just a difference in his personality, and that's just something that I need to realize, right? Yeah. And so that has helped me to really grow. And But um, but I've really enjoyed it, and it's honestly yeah. been, been the... Uh, the most joyful year of my life. And I really love it. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, no, community is definitely a little bit of a mirror yeah, that reflects exactly. back on <laughs> us. But it's also, as you yeah. say, it, 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 it helps us to realize that, as Thomas Aquinas says, that religious life is does not assume or imply perfection, mm-hmm. right? But is hopefully the framework for which um, living out the aspiration to holiness can f- hopefully flourish and, and bang. So, so it's like when you come, it's like if we're expecting to live with <laughs> eight other saints in our novice class, yeah. forget about it. Yeah, right? exactly. But hopefully that's what we're striving for. That's mm-hmm. what we're, we're all about. And, and, and there's fun fact. I've been doing fun facts with everybody with, with, uh, with, with your novice. Any fun, well, fun fact about you that perhaps 
folks wouldn't know necessarily? Uh, yeah, I'm an Eagle Scout. You're an Eagle <laughs> Scout? Very, what was um, your Eagle project? I built benches. You know, Eagle. it was a pretty typical project, but, okay. Uh, okay, but yeah. I built benches for our high school. Um, nice. They're so still there. So, um, oh, really? But, okay. Well, they're, they're, they're these kind of special benches that are, it's just like a, a two two-by-sixes uh attached to in between the poles of a covered walkway okay and then on the top is a two by 12 and so it's just kind of a, a bench that is is attached yeah to the poles of a covered walkway gotcha. so okay. i mean so they last a long time i was gonna they're say they're, 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 they're not gonna go anywhere yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so provide but, yeah. provide shade and relaxation mm-hmm. for many yeah. many yes. years so you are you are brother koa when you make vows, you'll be officially OP. You're a second lieutenant in an Eagle yes. Scout. Yeah. Well, you just you're mm-hmm. piling up the. I love the, the outdoors. <laughs> you I, love the if outdoors. That, if that hasn't been apparent. <laughs> no, but, definitely uh, apparent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Very uh, good. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That you will, will, will your uh, kind of your story that ways in which the Lord has certainly moved you <laughs> in powerful ways uh, closer to Him. That intimacy. I guess it really strikes me that sense of mm-hmm. of that intimacy. Like if you want that personal relationship with Christ, and the Lord saying, "Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood," and you know, it, not necessarily to understand. The Lord just says, you know, to whom shall you go? As Peter says, whom shall we go? Lord, when he says, do you want to leave too? And how you've responded to that and haven't let all the the fact that you're perhaps a newer Catholic or in the military or, you know, the, in the context of the novitiate that you've stayed faithful to the Lord's call. So our prayers are with you as you continue your journey. Certainly pray for us here at St. Dominic's. And for all of you listening, may the Lord continue to work in your life in those mysterious ways that you might radiate the joy of the gospel here in the heart of the city. Amen. Amen. <laughs>